get your smoke on, I'll get your chill on, let's get these conversations on, crawling on moms, and anybody who's living life, the Pop Moms Podcast is here. I'm already getting old. I feel old every minute, and you know, somebody once recently told me that 36 is the peak age where your body has not started to deteriorate yet, and you are your most mentally sound, perhaps, because your cognitive control system and your emotional control system have caught up with each other, which, you know, I don't know when when exactly that happens. They say for women, it's early 20s. For men, it can be as late as 32. But so 36 is the peak, so they say. I turned 33 this week. And I feel peak-ish, kind of, but I also feel just this immense pressure that I need to be constantly working on changing myself now because soon I'll be ugly. You know, like if you don't have Botox, if you're not getting contoured and chisel package and whatever the shit is that eats your fat and your neck, Kybella, like all this stuff, then ultimately you're doomed. So there are a lot of options and I'm going to completely just pretend like you didn't say that the age I currently am is my peak because that's (laughs) horrifying. No, No, I'm just kidding. I don't feel like I've peaked yet. I feel like, well, so I feel like I've had different peaks, right? Like I feel like my energy level and like where my spirit is peaked at like 23, but in a good way because I retain that inside. I feel like I'm internally 23. Um, which again then when like I think about the fact of how many children I have and how old they are now just really freaks me out when I was at camp with my son I was with a group of fifth grade girls and they asked me how old I was and when I told them 36 they said oh my god we thought you were 23 we thought you were 26 yeah and I was like beautiful children beautiful children come hither yeah amazing little souls who just complimented me to my depth I mean you do look that young and fresh at all times thank you keep it coming (laughs) and these girls I was like I just said I love it but do the math you're 11 yeah. That would make me, of that would have made me 12 as yeah. a parent. As a parent. You're like, this doesn't quite add up. I'm like, but keep it coming. Yeah. Keep it coming. They called me a cool mom. It was really fulfilling. You are and I such really, a cool mom. Oh, you are too. <gasps> well, and I should say that 36, this is not like, there is no such thing as a peak, right? There are so many wildly successful people that didn't get to where they are until they were in their 50s or whatever. Like there's so many different ways to define a quote unquote peak, but this was a metric strictly based on like cell growth and cell death where 36 is your peak physical body. And then after that you have more cells dying than regenerating or something. So it's just like a number for where, as my mom said, when her knee started to hurt and You know, things like that where it's just something to keep in mind. But I try to, you know, always focus on the fact that it is such a gift to get a year older, you know. And you learn so much. I love that. You learn so much every year. I mean, literally, the things I've learned this year alone in how to manage my expectation monster, my internal expectation monster, and... You know, all of the things we talked about in the bod episode, you know, taking care of our bodies, how we've got that dialed in finally, where I finally feel like I'm in, well, you know, as much control as you can possibly be with young children, right? But in, I'm in control of my fitness, my nutrition, 
my energy levels, my mood for the, the most part. The balance of it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like less of an unattainable juggling act and more of just like a manageable juggling act, if you will, you know? Because it's always juggling because there's always going to be things that are pulling you in, in different directions. I actually agree with that. I would love to feel more energetic, feel more well-rested, but I know it's the things that I'm doing with my kids that are making me feel this way, so I can kind of cash that. Yeah. But I do feel old. Yeah, I and I think think a lot of that is the messaging, though, where, you know, you you get all of this messaging that as a woman in your 30s, you're now chasing your 20s, right? And 36 for a man is like 15. Like they might as well, exactly. Well, I told you that half these men are just now becoming peak emotional age, right? Or they're just finally, their cognitive control system and their emotional control system are are catching up with each other. Horrifying. Yeah. So they're just now in their vibrant time of life. I remember when the first time I met my husband's father, he told me that, Trevor would be his best self at 32 or 33, that a switch was just going to flip and all of a sudden he was going to be this remarkable person. And I was like, well, he's already remarkable, so can't wait for that flip that flipped switch. We'll see. That's <laughs> funny. I feel like my dad has Peter Pan syndrome and he'll never like be like, oh no, this is a great time that you'll be emotionally stable. And not, not emotionally stable, that was the wrong word. Emotionally yeah. mature. Like, yeah. yeah. That's funny. But I do yeah. feel, I feel the most confident the smartest, not so much in book smart. I actually feel way dumber. I was going to say, do you feel the smartest? Because that's one of the metrics that stresses me out about aging is I want to stay cognitively sharp. And I feel nervous that as I age, I will be less so just because the type of work I do, well, it requires actually a ton of cognitive hoop jumping and conversational, emotional management. It's just not U.S. history. Yeah, it's just not textbook. I'm just not good at math anymore, okay? That's really what it is. Doing math makes me feel dumb nowadays, so. Well, just wait until Leon is in school because you kind of get a refresher. I feel the best that I am at mental math, and I do think that the work, and this is not a plug, but the work that I do on Duolingo with my Spanish is kind of like my daily learning. So there's new things that I'm learning. There's new things that I'm introducing to my brain. So from an aging perspective there, I feel dialed. I feel good. It's just mostly my face. Uh, Well, that's... And a little bit my nipples, but that's okay. (laughs) That's three kids. You've had three children. Your nipples are fine. (laughs) Yeah, that the cosmetic angle of aging I think especially now when you have this wildly booming industry of injectables and Botox and every I mean Botox has been around for what 40 plus years but um you know this ever-changing landscape of people micro needling their delicate what do you what is that Del- delicate delicate whatever it sounds like a combination of both the words we said yeah <laughs> you know what it is your your neck region anyways uh your gizzard And I retouch those things, right, for my clients. And I have, of course, spent the last almost 15 years now of my life hearing people talk about all the things they hate about themselves and changing those things for them. And for myself included. When I look back at the photos of myself when I had first learned how to retouch, oh my God. You didn't even need it. Oh, I look like a crazy porcelain alien. And I'm like, yeah, now you just leave it, right? And I also tell all my clients that, that Photoshop ages horribly. We age wonderfully, but retouching does not age well because then you look back at yourself when you would have looked great because the time has given you that perspective 
And instead, we had changed you back then, so now you just look weird back then, you know? Or just an impeccable, I'm sorry, an impossible standard to keep, which I think is the problem. Because I feel the same way about photos when I was younger. I always thought, oh my God, I need to do this. I need to do that. And then I look now at what like the raw images look like and I am like, holy cow, we should have been so much more accepting of our bodies. But even now, I am very cognizant that I should be very accepting of how I look now because to your point, it only gets worse. It only gets worse. <laughs> Not worse. Like, I just know, the but... things that I focus in on. And I will tell you 100%, I focus in on crow's feet because the first time that I saw that on someone who I thought was young yeah, or I didn't view as old, I shouldn't say thought was young. It was a boss from when I worked at Target and I considered her one of the most beautiful people, so confident, whatever. I saw crow's feet and I was like, oh my God. But then I was like, but you're only 40. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that planted a weird seed in my head. Yeah. And then um, the I, the the forehead lines and yeah. the crow's feet, those I could just, if I could solve those, I could deal with the smile lines because I don't want to stop smiling at the end of the day. I know yeah. that they're big, you know, whatever people feel one way or another on it. But I mean, self-admittedly, I use Botox. I mm. love it. I get it done four times a year. It nice. is a self-care treat for myself. I get my forehead. I get a little in my crow's feet so I can still move my face. Yeah. But honestly, it was to make me stop making a what the fuck face at people. <laughs> like I'll make the face at you. Yeah. But oh it doesn't God. but it doesn't do it anymore because I don't I got out of the habit of making that face because I couldn't move those muscles. Yeah. So I am trying to use it in a way to prevent versus completely freeze. Yeah. I am so expressive in my face that I think I, Trevor, first of all, is so against that stuff. Just just because he does not value physical so is appearance Mike. as the a The only way he will know I do this is if he listens to this episode. <laughs> oh my God, don't listen. Yeah, nobody tell him if you're listening right now. Uh, but he just, physical appearance is not a metric that he takes into consideration. He's like, you're married now. All you needed your face for was marketing. And now you've found a partner. So it's over. <laughs> it's like That's how he amazing. thinks about it, you know? But uh, I, and there's obviously merit in that if you stop prioritizing your physical appearance you have so much more time like the sheer volume of time and money mind you right the pink tax all this expensive stuff changes that are marketed to women ultimately because it is beaten into us that all of our value rests in our physical presentation you know then you get to this place where you're like barely aging mind you we're barely barely I'm mad that I feel this way at 36 it's so ridiculous and so I try very hard to pivot back to that place of like that metric doesn't matter people just want to tell you it does so that you spend money changing it about you but at the same time you know it in the industry I'm in where I'm just like analyzing faces all day long I analyze my own every morning and night and I see it changing. And I think, oh, if it looks like this now and and I don't do anything about it, then in 10 years, it's going to be really bad, quote unquote, right? But like, what is bad? Nobody cares, you know? The people who love you don't see that, right? I was talking to somebody the other day about my hooded eyelids and they were like, what are you talking about? See, and and you said the same thing to me and I was like, I literally do not, A, don't see it and never would have like thought that and meanwhile I'm like can I even see anymore the eyelids are closing over my eyeballs (laughs) (laughs) but to everyone else I look exactly the same and in fact better because I lost some weight since I started exercising a lot you know and so my face was like slightly more definition in my cheekbones but you know to the smile line point like 
I don't even, it's, it should be about the joyous expressions that you're making and not about what those expressions do to these like creases in your face. I've also just had so much sun damage. I spent so many years of my life not taking care of my skin in the sun, living in Zimbabwe and Australia and all these, you know, constant sun on my body, working at a dive center, out on a boat all the time, like no sunscreen. And at the time when I look back, I'm like, God, my skin looks so good. It's right. so dark and fabulous. It was great. But, you know, now I very heavily see the impact of that. Yep. I was photographing someone the other day. And we realized we went to the same high school and he was like, oh, when were you there? And I was like, oh, eight. Or when did he graduate? I was like, oh, eight. He was like, oh, we're a little further off than I thought. I was 1998. I was like, oh, no. And you thought we were close? Like, that is a testament. And I think, you know, that's... Okay, but I just want to set that narrative straight because you do not look like... I know, you do I was, not was... look like you were graduating in the 90s. I know. But... That's outrageous. And... Fuck that person. Oh, well, Sorry. It, no, it's fine. I mean, it was just funny because, A, it's a testament to how delusional everybody is, right? Where we all think we are younger. We think other people are older. Like, it, how we present is not a accurate representation of our age, certainly. Right. And, you know, also, he's not wrong. Like, I have raged a lot. I've drank a lot. I have used a lot of sun or spent a lot of time in the sun without using a lot of sun skincare. Whatever. There are many reasons why that guy would surely think I look older. So, but it is what it is, right? I think it's just your maturity. Sure, I'll take it. And also, like, how can I not give a shit about any of that? You know? I know. That is the ultimate quest, is how can you not care and let that go and remind yourself every time you see a paid ad, every time you see a product, every time you see whatever, just be like, oh, someone else trying to make money off of me, but I'm perfect. Turn up my nose and walk away. Right. And you, it's, it's, that's impossible to do. And yeah. I will say, and I will caveat. So like just touching on Botox again, I don't do it. I, I personally don't feel like I do it for other people. Yeah. I do it because I want to do it. The reason that I didn't talk with my husband about it is because he's like, it's totally going to change your face. And I was like, well, yeah, if you go the route that you've seen other people go, but this is me. Like, and I think people think that now because of the consistent use of injectables with Botox and celebrities. Yeah. yeah. But like Botox doesn't, I mean, it does and it doesn't. Right. I would say that it, you know, preserves your face if you start it early enough. And that's really the goal. And that's what, you know, the conversation should be yes. like. If you use Botox, it's to preserve your face as it is. So that's why people say start as soon as you're willing or can afford it or whatever, which again, I don't agree with that messaging necessarily. I think yeah. you do whatever makes you feel good. But then the use of injectables, which people don't love to talk about. And again, I'm not a doctor, so somebody could maybe give a more accurate representation of what's actually occurring. But what I have been told is that the way that your body metabolizes the filler is just different person to person. And you can never know what your body's going to do and how it's going to metabolize. So ultimately, if you're using fillers and Botox, yeah, over time, your face is going to change. It's going to look fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to just be different. I will say I photographed an event where... The event was led by a cosmetology guy, an injectable, whatever. I I feel hesitant even to talk about it in case somebody ever listens to this episode. But I was trying to photograph these women and trying to get them to laugh in this picture. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why are none of them smiling? I'm using all my best stuff. Like, why am I not getting any authentic expressions out of these people? 
And then I was like, oh yeah, they can't move their faces in the same way. Like they just right. literally cannot smile the way a normal person would naturally laugh and smile. Yep. And it was, you know, people who've been doing this for perhaps decades, right? These were some older women and whatever, but just like it gave me serious pause because I was right, you know, this was probably about five years ago. And it was right when I was starting to think, oh, this is when I should be doing stuff like this. The proverbial should, right? You can should all over yourself about shit like this. But it was right when I was starting to think that I should be looking into this at the very least, trying to budget for it at the very least. And then that party, I was like, never mind. I need to spend all of my energy instead on accepting myself and getting over this, like, you know, attachment to my physical appearance. I had a good face for some years and that was cool. And now... Stop it. Oh good. my God, but you know? talk like you have a dog face. Like, <laughs> Natalie, please. No, I just mean, you know, like you you have youth in a time that you have youth and then you move into wisdom and these other things and we're still That fabulous. society doesn't value as much, what? the wisdom, which I think is hard. Like I was reading something by Padma, uh, Padma Lakshmi. Oh, She's yeah. on Food Network and mm-hmm. everything. And she was like, I wouldn't give up what I know now for the body of the yesteryears. And I thought that was super powerful. And I will say, I do put a lot of time and effort into my body, but that's so that I have the ability to continue playing with my kids as I age, being an active person as I age because of how it plays with my mental well-being and my overall happiness. So saying that and how when you, I wanted to touch on what you said about the metabolization of Botox or fillers or whatever it is. So I metabolize Botox way too fucking quick. I actually have to hold myself to getting it done four times a year because I could probably go like every two months and still metabolize it. But the lady who does mine, who's an absolutely fabulous woman, she was like, you can't have everything. You can't have a fast metabolism and keep your Botox long. So that was another way where it's like a level of acceptance, right? And I'm not looking for a glass face in any respect. And as I'm here with you, would you think I had Botox done? No, you look flawlessly natural. Okay, not flawless, but I definitely look natural. Yeah. And that's the goal. I don't want to look preserved because I totally agree with you. When you watch, I'm a big Real Housewives fan, right? I'm a big Vanderpump Rules fan. I love those reality shows, but it's very fun and interesting to me from a human aspect to see them go from early in the career when they're first on the show to then being a seasoned person on the show and just how their faces look unrecognizable. And one person, and I love Denise Richards. I think she's fabulous. I think she's awesome. I think her attitude's awesome. Like her just, fuck it. I'm going to do what I want. Whatever. I saw her jawline, which looked like it had some sort of fillers in it. And that was like the cosmetology party that you spoke of where I was like, I'm not going to do that. I don't think I'll do that. I'll be happy with my Botox trying to not get my resting bitch face and my what the fuck look. (laughs) But aside from that, I just want to look like I don't have to wear makeup. Yeah. That's my thing. I don't want to have to wear makeup because, I, I mean, you've seen, I'm not good at it. It's very rudimentary, my abilities, and I just want to continue. I don't I don't want to look 25 my whole life. I don't have those types of delusions. Yeah. I just want to look like I'm aging gracefully, and I think that's what a lot of people want, but it's hard yeah. because the media outlets aren't telling you to age gracefully. They're telling you to pause your aging. Yeah, like do not age right. or else. But then I think about the Jane Fondas of the world. I mean, granted, she's had a ton of work and openly talks about it, which, you know. But she is so beautiful in her wisdom and age and grace. And I just, I'm obsessed with Grace and Frankie also. 
I know. I'm like, now I'm thinking about it. Maybe she's not the best example since, again, she's had a shit ton of work done. But she's owned it, (laughs) and she's talked about wanting to preserve. I don't, I mean, I feel like what some of the more legacy women who still look great to this day, the one thing that they've been true to is how they look. Yeah, totally. They've kept that, just, I get it. I get the, the... need to have it in the celebrity spotlight luckily that's not us I know I was like they're just in an industry where their body is literally how they get work yeah and but I would even venture to say like it's not even about bodies as much it's like the face ultimately you know people are just like is your face looking older than it did Uh uh-oh what are you doing exactly you're like uh absolutely nothing because I'm getting older so that's why my face is looking older right but I say all this and you know if it were if I was feeling flush for cash I would probably be doing Botox right now I'm just in I'm still in the spot where I feel like I can't justify it financially because I know the minute I start it's hundreds of dollars every time you go and then you're doing it and then you know once you have a taste right once you're like ooh, look how good my forehead looks after not moving it for two months then you're like well obviously now I got to keep doing it you know and to your I feel very inspired by you having like a strict we'll just do it quarterly and that's all but, but you're not wrong. Like it's it is a, a commitment. Investment. It's a quarterly investment. And, you know, we've talked about your body and your mental well-being and how you feel about yourself being one of the more important things for me just in terms of how I'm budgeting and spending my money. Yeah. But it comes from other places. When I'm doing that, it's coming from another fun bucket or it's coming yeah. from somewhere else. So it's not like an incremental thing that that I'm working on, uh, yeah. you know, adding to the bottom line, so to speak. <laughs> But I, I enjoy it, and I hate I hate how many compliments I get one week after getting it. Uh, I am not kidding you. People are like, wow, you look so fresh. They're like, You're oh, my God, what did you do? Like, oh, did you get – you look so good. Your skin looks so great. And I am just like, don't feed the beast. Damn it. I know. I mean, and this is, again, it's like everybody's metric, right, of how you look is who you are, you know, in our current modern society anyways – where that's how it feels to us women, you know, men not they don't get that same. No, oh my god, my husband well, started going. My husband started going gray, and I was like, I'm more attracted to you. But thinking about gray dudes when I was like 23, I was like fucking foul. Oh my but god. now I'm like, oh my god, and I don't so know if it's cute. just him because I've seen it, you know, him go to start, and I'm like, oh, oh no, it's there's so research on this. cute, it's, and I just people love and aging men. They have this beautiful grace period where, like, until they're 60, everybody thinks they're just getting hotter. Or I mean, that's how. I have experienced it and you know my husband when I first started dating him I had more than one client think he was my little brother (laughs) we like look similar and he looks younger than me uh and he you know every year as he looks slightly older I just think he's getting sexier and sexier and meanwhile I'm like oh no soon we're going the opposite trajectory right we're (laughs) xing yeah exactly right (laughs) But, you know, again, then you, the minute something like that comes out of my mouth, I think, how dare I even say that? Because there are other people watching me. There are, my niece is looking up to me and see, you know, if she ever listened to this one day, right? It's like, all I want her to remember is that the most important thing is the quest to accept yourself. Totally. Move on and stop focusing on that. You know, Trevor having no frame of reference for what he looks like on any given day I used to be slightly annoyed by because I'd be like, have you even looked in the mirror? Your eyebrows are both heading straight into the middle of your face. Like, go ahead and brush them off to the side, dear. Like, what's going on? But now I look at it as just admiration. I'm like, look at you. Just going about the world, not caring at all how you're presenting. I love that for you. And I will say having three kids as early and young as I did was a really good 
opportunity for me to not become obsessed with looking in the mirror yeah. simply because I don't have the time. Yeah, totally. So I don't spend a ton of time in front of the mirror, but when I do, I'm like, ooh, you know, but I, again, yeah. it was interesting that you brought up your niece and, you know, these smaller little females that are around us who we don't want to ever <laughs> be having this conversation with, I know, right? I know. But I think what's, you know, I have made it a point to never ever say anything derogatory about myself in front of my daughter. Again, yeah. because if you listen to the bod episode, I listened to my mom say it, which planted a seed in my head. And not to say that she won't get outside influences. I'm very totally. honest about knowing that, but at least it won't be coming from me. Yeah. Well, and you know, that actually reminded me what you were saying before about makeup. You know, I feel like the newer generation, I mean, sure, there are both sides of it, but many of the seniors I photograph are not wearing makeup anymore at all. I know. You know, and they're just... It's kind of amazing. Where I like the shift in the beauty industry is how it's more about celebrating yourself versus covering yourself. Yeah, totally. With the fun colors, which I watched a really funny... Someone sent me, um, I think it was my friend Rachel, sent me a TikTok about a guy who didn't understand brow laminating or like fluffing out your eyebrows. And one of my favorite, so one of the things that as a kid made me feel very like, I guess, self conscious was my eyebrows. They were huge. They were bushy, but then look at like it's back in style. So now I'm like, hell yeah, I want to go ahead and fluff my eyebrows. I want those shit to be on fucking fire. The ones that want to split, right. The one, the ones that I see split into two separate eyebrows. Like that's what I want. I want to celebrate the things that I didn't like about myself. I mean, if mustaches came back in, I'll fucking laminate the shit out of mine. (laughs) (laughs) That was one thing I was talking about the girls at camp because they weren't shaving their legs yet you know and they weren't they were dealing with you know upper lip hair and I was like listen I remember when I was in fifth grade a kid of we had a foreign exchange student from Japan and he asked me why I had a mustache in fifth grade which is an absolute abhorrent year to be asked that it's it's horrible ever yeah you know but I mean like again that accepting the fact that I had a little bit more hair in my upper lip like Whatever. Whatever at some point. Like, we all have these things. And to your point, everyone is so scrutinizing their own bodies, their own faces, their own insert whatever here that I wish that we could stop at least doing that. Keep doing the things that you want to make yourself feel or look different, but stop scrutinizing it. Just celebrate that you're taking the step in your own self-care to make yourself look Maybe it's less crow's feet. Maybe it's less mustache hairs. Whatever it is. Well, I do say, I tell all my female clients too, they should also be shaving their face because not only does it help with exfoliating, right? It's like a mini facial. Men, there is a theory that men age more gracefully because they're shaving their face constantly. So they're constantly exfoliating. For women, you know, A, if you have a mustache, shave it off, sure, if you want. But also if you're shaving your whole face, you're product goes on much better. Your moisturizer goes on much better. Makeup sits much more nicely on your face. And to the point about makeup, I think there is a tipping point where like as you age, you look better oh, God, without yeah. makeup, you know? Oh yeah. I agree with that. And I'm trying really hard to lean into that era too. I have very light eyelashes, but they're like amazing and long. They I are. I love my eyelashes and they're fabulous. 
But you can't really tell that they're a thing at all unless I have mascara on, at which point everybody asks me if I have fake eyelashes on because I don't wear makeup that often anymore that when I put on mascara now, it's like monumental wow. And so then there's this part of me that's like, well, I should be doing a lash lift and a dye so that my lashes are always that long, but I don't have to do it. But then that's, what, another 200 bucks or something? And appointments. Yeah, and like appointment where you have to just lay there and have chemicals laid, you know, you're perming your eyelashes, right? And I'm already doing my nails, which is bathing my hands in chemicals. It's all these things that you're doing for outward appearance that if I could just come back to this space where I am perfect, I am great, nothing is wrong with my body, this vessel is getting me through this life, fabulously mind you i'm flexible i'm strong there are a million reasons why this vessel is slaying the game and and, yet and how fucking dare i look at any part of it and be like "Ugh, you suck you know like what the fuck nat and so just always trying to come back to that space anytime you have one of those intrusive thoughts i come back to like would i tell this to my friend would i say this to my best friend you know when one of my girlfriends was talking to me about her forehead lines i was constantly reminding her I, I see none of that. All I see are your beautiful turquoise yep. eyeballs and your fabulous smile. Your lines on your forehead do not even register in my brain. And I am a person who analyzes faces for a living. Yep. It is just so important for us to remember that. And perhaps that is the place to leave you all with the message that like you are perfect just as you are. Your vessel is perfect just as it is. Don't let these money hungry corporations convince you of anything else. But also if like you're not there yet, like we're not there yet either. So get the Botox if you want, you know, you You know, (laughs) just do it, but like appreciate it. Don't feel bad about it and stop scrutinizing your face. If you're doing it to look better, if you're doing it to not even look better, to feel feel better. better. Then do it for that and do it for you. Yeah. And just, you know, try to choose your words carefully around the next generation because people are watching and we got to try to eradicate this so that they're hopefully Ellie's gen will just love themselves. Totally. And the one thing I also will leave with too is that I do like that. You just said the seniors that you're fo- that you're photographing are wearing less makeup. There's a whole no tox like movement yeah. on TikTok on Instagram where you're working with like the cupping of your muscles oh, and like natural things massage. like that, facial massages, things that also really release endorphins and make you happy as well. So yeah. don't do Botox if you don't want to. Do Botox if you don't if you do want to. Look at alternate things. Always keep questioning it and just find out what's right for you. Yeah. And if you've found something that has helped you on this journey, please let us know. Email us, popmomspodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at popmomspodcast. We love you guys. You're perfect. Never forget it. Stay beautiful. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 
How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.